Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome along to the VMTV Rugby Pod. We are back, Alan Quinlan alongside me, and great to have Rory Lawson. Rory, how are you getting on? Good to see you again. Thanks for having me, Stu. Yeah, no, all well. Um, you know, building up towards the the weekend with an element of trepidation, uh, a large element of hope, um, and probably limited expectation. But I can't, I can't wait for it. Uh, I can't wait for the 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 game. It's it's all set to be a cracker. As you say there, Rory, it is said to be a cracker. Alan, Ireland, eight wins in a row against Scotland. What's your thoughts on it? You know, there's so many permutations for the quarterfinal, but in general, an overall summary, just going to be a cracking atmosphere in the Stade de France. Yeah, it should be. Um, obviously, given given the um, recent success that Ireland have had against Scotland, I think the people on the outside will probably think, yeah, it's 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 Ireland's game to lose. Um I think anybody who knows rugby um, will understand that this is a very good Scottish side. Um, I think they've become, you know, more abrasive and aggressive and physical up front, and obviously have a lot of serious threats in the back line. So, um, Rory knows as well as I do. Um, you know, uh, bad runs or good runs come to an end sometime, and um, Scotland have probably been rubbing their hands for this one for two and a half, three years now since the draw was made, and. Everybody was talking about South Africa and Ireland and how difficult the group it was for them and the side of the group they're on. So um, Ireland are a very good side and everybody in Scotland knows that. Gregor Townsend will know that. Um, they proved it over the last 18 months, two years. And um, they'll know that they have to produce a, a, a really good performance to to trouble Ireland. Uh, the flip side then, the challenge for Ireland is, um, you know, can they deal with, uh, you know, this really passionate, determined, um, aggressive kind of approach and, and motivating approach that Scotland will have. Of course, any, any sides playing in a pool match like this in the World Cup, or of course they're going to be motivated and have massive desire. But, you know, you kind of, uh, and I probably played in a team for 15 years who who used the chip on the shoulder scenario with Munster, and it works, it helps. Some days you can get that special day where you create an narrative that everybody's writing you off. People are writing you off, but not everybody. Uh, but you tell yourself in the dressing room, everybody is, and Scotland will do that. And it's not a hit and hope for them. They're a very good side, and if Ireland are not on it on Saturday night, um, they'll have problems with Scotland. Rory, what's it been like in Scotland, everyone chatting about South Africa and Ireland? Well, look, I think it's, ever since the, the pool was drawn... You know, three three years ago, it it was it was obviously the headline pool, the pool of death, and then from there, 
as, as Cunny mentioned, Ireland have gone from strength to strength to strength. South Africa have come back from, they, they were probably the most impacted side through COVID. And actually they were criticised massively for the their, their performances, the way that they played, the style that they played in against the, the Lions when they went down there a couple of years ago. But since then, I think they've evolved. I think they've developed South Africa. And, you know, you've got number one, team in the world with Ireland. You've got the number two team in the world and defending champions with South Africa. Scotland is number five team in the world. Look at the other half of the draw. And most people who know their rugby would say, Scotland are in that half of the draw. They're certainly making a quarterfinal and possibly a, a, a semifinal. So there's no doubt that there is there is still a narrative of, you know, they, they, they were Scotland were dealt a tough, a tough hand. But at the same time, you can only work with the with the hand that you're dealt, and I think for for them this weekend they'll be they'll be delighted to be coming into this game with a a squad that's that's pretty good on the on the fitness side of things. I think all all teams Ireland don't need to be reminded about the the attritional rate and the injury impact that can happen at, at Rugby World Cups. And, and I think both sides will be delighted at the, the health of their squads coming into the final round of the pool. And as again, as, as Quinny mentioned, Scotland will believe that they are due a big performance. I, I, it's been a tough, a tough few years to be somebody commentating on or, or commenting on Scotland heading into an Ireland game because there is a belief, there's a there's an understanding both from our, our Irish and Scottish people that Scotland have some really high quality operators in their side. The last three matches, I reckon Scotland have left 10 tries out on field from opportunities. And, you know, I particularly, I remember being over in, in Dublin a couple of years ago and in the first 20 minutes, they probably had three try scoring opportunities, didn't take any of them. The, the last game earlier this year at Murrayfield, they had, a, they had an opportunity to score a try just before half time that totally changes the complexion of it. These are moments that you can reflect on to say, you know, we've we've come out on the wrong end of the the score lines, and if you're just looking at scores, then yet Scotland haven't won in the last eight. But if you look at some of the moments in those matches that could have created different scenarios and outcomes, coulda, woulda, shoulda, possibly. But if they start sticking on Saturday. It'll be a it'll be a real real challenge for Ireland, and I think that's what you know. As a, as a Scotsman, I'm I'm desperate to see them win, but I'm desperate most of all to, for the game to go into the final quarter with huge jeopardy still on it. That's that I think is is what all of us fans would would want is you know a proper contest that goes the eighty minutes. Well, I'm just picking up on Rory saying you know Scotland caused plenty of problems against Ireland that first half at Murrayfield, but they seem to just fade away or was that a case Ireland just up, up the gears do you think in that sort of second half even in the 68-80 minute mark well just to clarify Rory I don't want a contest uh, with 10 minutes to go because uh, <laughs> that that's going to be nervy for us but um, I exactly know where you're coming from look for it's uh, and, and I believe this game is going to be tight this is going to be very small margins you know um Scotland at 2019 World Cup in Japan, I thought, God, this is an unbelievably tricky game as well for both sides. And Ireland ended up winning that 27-3. You know, Gregor, <laughs> they lost to uh, Japan as well, um, Scotland, who were brilliant, by the way, in 2019. 
But, you know, it's... Gregor Townsend was nearly gone from Scotland after that. You know, he's... And to his credit, um, I think he's made Scotland much stronger, a lot more depth in their squad. And they've, you know, they've got some brilliant results in the last number of years. And and Rory mentioned the Lions, you know, a number of Scottish players deservedly got on that Lions tour as well. Um, I I, I think it's, um, you know, it's a really tricky one for Ireland. I think the opportunities, I agree with Rory, because I was at all those games and I saw them firsthand and they don't surprise me. Um, when you have, you know, Stuart Hogg in, in Dublin, was it last year, Rory, or the year before? Um, before yeah. Very close. He, he maybe passes Hugo, Hugo Keenan, makes an incredible tackle. He drops the ball on another game. You know, there's a couple of clean line breaks. Um, um, one thing about Ireland, to be fair, is their scramble defence is really good. And they've, they've got a full back who is a brilliant decision maker if somebody gets if he if he's exposed in the backfield by somebody making line breaks he's a brilliant decision maker he can f- kind of feign a little bit off the ball carrier and then make them force to pass and then get a chop tackle or something like he did in Stuart Hogg he's a great player um uh Hugo Keenan and really good reader of the game um <clears throat> sometimes you know and that game back in Murrayfield yes Scotland score before half time and it's it could be a different game what Ireland have become very good at is um, scoring themselves at the right times and being able to absorb pressure. So they're a side that, um, ideally, if you're playing any team in any sport, you want to pile on the pressure and wait, hope the opposition crumble in those crucial moments. That's the whole idea, isn't it, to try and attack. If it's easy and you do it after first, second, third phase, great. But Ireland are really good at absorbing a lot of pressure and they have this ability then to come up with a big turnover from Doris, Van der Fleer, um, you know, Bundyaki getting a poach, Mac Hansen getting a poach out in the touchline, whatever. Um, so Scotland maybe, even though they're building that pressure, I think they will look back at these opportunities. If they don't necessarily score those opportunities, I would say if I was if I was talking to any of them, You've got to then find a patience and a resolve to say, okay, we've got to go again for another 10 phases. And mentally, if you can do that, um, and I think Scotland have been affected by some of these missed chances because they've got, oh God, we've nearly scored. And then heads have dropped maybe a little bit, even though you don't see that physically. So Ireland cope with that well. And they seem to, and I've said this for a while, you know, Ireland have an ability to respond when teams score against them. So, they're a hard side to shake off. And this isn't talking up Ireland that, you know, my green goggles on. I think they've proved that for the last two years. They're a very resilient, a collectively very well coached side. So, um, you know, you have to find, you know, they're on the ropes a little bit, a good bit against Scotland, in South Africa in that second half. And you just see that there's no panic. There's no, there's no, uh, they're composed even when they're under pressure. So, for Scotland, they've got to just, obviously, if you get a chance, take it if you can. But if you don't, just be patient and believe that you can get back and create another one as quickly as possible. But easier said than done. You know, Ireland have a lot of good players and they have a lovely blend of experience and and, and, and youthful exuberance as well. Obviously, players have been at numerous World Cups and, and played in big test matches for years. So that control and that composure is really important part of it. Rory, talk to us about Finn. 
seems to be more and more into second receiver these days. But to say the obvious, if Scotland are to win, he needs to have an absolute stormer. Would that be fair? Yeah, I think that's definitely fair. I think any any fly half in the world, you know, I'm sure if if you went to Johnny Sexton and asked him, you know, what he needs to be able to perform, he'd he'd talk about the platform, he'd talk about the nuts and bolts, the the quality of ball from the line out, the quality of ball from the scrum, the speed of ball at ruck time. And that's no different with with Finn, albeit um, you know, I, I think he is he is some someone who does need arguably his best game in a Scotland jersey. He is he is in form, he is incredibly confident, he will have picked through the bones of the Irish squad and where he sees the opportunities, where historically he's had opportunities, where the threats will come from Ireland. Quinny mentioned it, the the Lions experience as well is something that will he will understand those players as individuals and as a as as opponents and teammates now. So having that insight will will maybe have added an, an extra string to his bow, if you like. Um, but there's no doubt at all that that Finn needs to have an excellent game in the number 10 jersey in order to to challenge this this Irish side. And I think that's that's right across the board. That's with his his passing and his distribution, and that's with his, the threat to line himself. Um, and it's to, it's his his kicking game off the tee, kicking long and to touch, but also his attacking kicking game, which really is exceptional. He he sees space um, and the kick pass options as a great way of of unlocking really high quality defenses. So he'll have to be bang on his game. He'll have to limit the errors that he makes, which inevitably come when you push the push the dial the way that Finn does. But um, but I think he's you know he, he's he's the sort of guy that will be well prepped. He'll know what his intentions are going into the game, uh, but have the freedom to be able to also bring to light the right decision at the right time when the when the picture he faces may be different to what he's he's planned for. Alan, for Finn to express himself, he obviously needs front football. Is this Scottish front five or front eight good enough to take on Ireland and get get one over on them? <laughs> Yeah, well, they're, they're absolutely. They're they're definitely good enough to win their own possession, put pressure on Ireland scrum and line out. I think their line out defence is is very good. Richie Gray, Grant Gilchrist, um, maybe Scott Cummings will be in the mix. I'm not sure he, um, if he doesn't start, he'll be on the bench. Um, of course, they can put pressure on Ireland. Ireland had big problems with their line out uh, against South Africa, so that won't go unnoticed. I, I'm sure of that. Um, you want to try and stifle Ireland's attack, but also Ireland will try and stifle, you know, the flow that Finn Russell gets and the quality ball because um, we know he can pick off people with passes. Um, he's cross field kicks, um, and if he gets his tail up, yes, of course he can. He can cut teams apart, and we've seen that on numerous occasions. And I think we probably end up chatting about Finn Russell every time I've spoken or, uh, or I've I've spoken about a team that Finn Russell has played in, whether it be Racing or Scotland the last seven or eight years, or Glasgow even before that. It's all about, well, if Finn Russell has a good game, his team should win. If he doesn't and has a mixed bag, the opposition will win. And I just love the fact that he doesn't really care about this consistency and doing everything according to the plan. Um, he's very free-flowing, um, unbelievably talented talented and um i love that about him and he's um 
he 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 takes risks and you know you've got to take risks in life and some people he just that type of person who likes to take risks and even when his team loses it's not about blaming Finn Russell because I think he he makes people move around him he makes people come alive and animate us and Tupelotu has been brilliant for them Hugh Jones is an, an obvious threat as well so if you're looking at Finn Russell saying oh god we stop Finn Russell and, and forget about the rest you have a problem Duhan van der Merwe coming in off the wing off set piece is going to be incredibly difficult to stop. If you kick loosely, team, he's going to hurt you. Blair Kinghorn has shown uh, a brilliant ability to hit that line at pace from full back. And uh, and then probably the conundrum on the other wing is do you play Kyle Stain or do you play um, the elusive Darcy Graham? It's a great, it's a great um it's a great scenario for, for, for Gregor Townsend. His backline is, is full of quality and, and threats there. But, yes, Finn Russell makes them move and makes them go. And uh, the challenge for Ireland is, you know, I think right across the board, they don't just have to, to beat Scotland on Saturday, they don't just have to go, oh, God, we got to get the edge up front and everything's going to be fine. They've got to get the edge everywhere. The game is, is there's so many moving parts of the game now, you know. Um everybody's got to be on it and it's it's 15 players or 23 players are going to take for either side to get a result and, and what the impacts off the bench are going to be. Um, you know, Ireland have had that rest week, so um, can they kind of re- restart the engine again? Scotland, of course, I think there's probably three or four starters played against Romania at the weekend, so they're going to be nice and fresh as well. So people are going to be chomping at the bit here and it's about getting the emotional pitch right but also tactically, um, the intriguing part for me is is um, you know how important territory is going to be and where the game takes place because I think both sides are really competitive at the breakdown and will put huge pressure on each other there. So I think it's the side that makes the least amount of mistakes here or possibly going to win this. You know we're, we're you know there's two sides here who are very um, easy on the eye with the way they play, but I think. You know, we may see, may see them cancelling each other out, or it's going to be really physical. So, um, Scotland's physicality has definitely improved, and and that's the intrigue. Both sides are going to try and cancel each other out. But going back to your question, I know it's a long answer. Finn Russell, he's a quality player, and uh, you know he can have a big say in how Scotland do on Saturday night. Quinny, you only do long answers. I've told you that, Rory. <laughs> if we go back to the Scotland South Africa game. Would be the would it be fair to say you guys didn't fire too many shots, and that's probably your disappointment. And you want to see something slightly change ahead of Ireland on the day. Yeah, undoubtedly, Stu. I think I think for me, um, really interesting. You know, even thinking about what success looks like in this pool um, ahead of the tournament, you're, you're essentially saying you could you could play four good games and still not get get out the pool. Such as the such as the quality, particularly of of South Africa and Ireland. So to not fire the the shots that we all would have hoped in that opening game against South Africa immediately, you kind of you, you know you're already giving yourself ammo to reflect back and say, you know, we could had we been better and put more ask more questions of South Africa, might the the outcome have been different? Now that's 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 gone. That's part. The reality now is that for for Scotland. They, they cannot die wondering on Saturday night. They have to go out there. They've got to deliver. They've got to leave that match knowing that they've, they've fired their shots. They've asked the questions of Ireland. And Ireland, in order to beat them, will have, have to come up with the answers. I think the, the key things, and you know, 
Quinny talks about it. The side who makes few the fewest mistakes might win the game. For Scotland, they can't give away cheap points. You know, that's that's something that they they have done against the the top teams. And in those games, if you want them to be tight and come down to those dying moments, you can't give away cheap points because these these sides are too good at capitalizing on those opportunities. And before you know it, you give away cheap points, you give away more points through good play, and then the game's gone. So I think for the biggest bit, the biggest takeaway for me from the Ireland South Africa game was the quality of work, contact area, and breakdown, actually of both sides. The the quality that you needed to put in as a defender or a defensive side to be able to threaten the breakdown and potentially force a turnover had to be such high class. And and conversely, the quality of breakdown work from the clearing men to clear the the, the, the jackal threat away from the ball um, was massive as well. Albeit South Africa for the opening 20 minutes had 14 men on, on their feet. They didn't actually compete at the breakdown. They said to Ireland... Like play in front of us. We're not going to threaten the breakdown. We're going to have, but we're going to have fourteen people on their feet that you're going to have to get past. And Ireland just stayed in that tussle, stuck to stuck to their guns, territorially, won won that battle, and then you know they took their opportunities better than South Africa. South Africa left eleven points out there. So for Scotland, the focus is every moment, every next moment has to count individually and collectively. You've got to make every single moment count because if you're half a second slow away from a uh, from a set piece and you end up half a second slower to the ruck against the quality of Ireland the jack, jackal threat that they have they 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 can pinch the ball or win a penalty and we all know the efficiency and effectiveness of Ireland when they end up into the into the quarter in 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 your your red zone so i think for it's there are so many different parts of this machine um for both machines that need to need to go right for for success to be created, it's really easy to say, "Oh, set piece," or you know, the the the, the forwards battle. Both sides have game breakers in behind, so you could you could be edged out in the forward battle and still win the game if you get your discipline right, if you make the big moments right uh, count, and if you keep your error count low. So I don't think there's going to be a massive gulf in the head to head, but you've got to make those big moments count in the ga- game and reduce the opportunities that you provide for for the opposition particularly cheap opportunities certainly do i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Alan, doing the stats here, the last time Johnny Sexton lost to Scotland, he was at scrum half for them, do you know? Um, the last time Ireland, that was 2017. No, that Johnny played. Johnny, oh, Johnny didn't play in 2017, no. did he? There's a decent oh. enough clue. So there's three of us on the pod. Peter Stringer. And I didn't, well, and I oh, didn't play now. for Scotland? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You didn't say Scotland. I thought you were there. Who was scrum half for Ireland? Um, yeah, he was it's been a long half, time. Probably. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been, yeah, of course. And look, Ireland have had a really good record. I've said it at the start. But there is no way Andy Farrell or anyone in the Irish team are sitting there thinking, Scotland haven't beaten us in a long time. We've had this great record against them. Um, this is the way it's going to be on Saturday. Andy Farrell has proven and shown to everybody, and the Scottish players will know him as well from, from working with the Lions, and some of them will know him over the years. Gregor will know him. He's very humble, down to earth. I think it's one of their strengths at the moment that you know they're quite... Um, they're very respectful and quite humble in, in, in their success and where they're at. Um, you know, Ireland at one stage in 2019 were world number one. It was a false world number one. I think there's an argument to say that, you know, this Irish team deserved to be kind of up at the one, two, three slot with, with, with South Africa and France. But they, it hasn't gone to their head. They're not cocky in any way. They're not. I think they'll be very mindful of what's coming on Saturday. And they'll know they've got to play really well. So just because Johnny Sexton has never lost, and I think I saw some stat where he's beaten Edinburgh five times, Glasgow seven times, and Scotland next number of times, and has never lost to, to a Scottish side. Um, you, you know, you focus on those things and you come undone, come unstuck. And he's too experienced and wrong too long to, to, to buy into any of that. Does it make a difference when you're out in the game? It can do if you go ahead and you're doing really good things and that wave of pressure is going against you as the opposition. Well, then maybe a little bit of doubt creeps into the opposition. But that's the only time it ever comes on board. You've got to go out and earn the right to win a match. You've got to turn up, put on the gear on Saturday. And even though there's going to be many eyes watching on TV and 80,000 people there, You've got to go out and perform as a player. Rory will know that. Um, Johnny Sexton's not going to be standing out in the field going, well, I, they've never beaten me and, and this is great. Um, the opposite, opposite, actually, I would think. You, you're more conscious and aware of the threat. But if Scotland get their tails up, as I said, um, and they start making some line breaks and getting in behind Ireland, winning some gain lines, they'll feel that... This is a game that they can win and they'll feel it before the game. But I think they're a very dangerous side and a very capable side. And this isn't being patronising to Scotland saying, God, they're the underdog and they're going to throw the kitchen sink at it and hope for the best. Tactically, they play brilliantly. I think they may be holding back a little bit. Um, there'd be a different approach here to try and expose Ireland and get to multi-phase themselves. Look for some op opportunities where you can isolate some front row players out in the back line, all that kind of stuff, and and get some width in their game because, um, you know, I think they got a lot of edges against South Africa, and one of the areas then that they got punished is when they got that little bit of a line break in the wider side, the the, the wider parts of the pitch, they were isolated a little bit. 
So if they can fix that and they get in behind Ireland a little bit, well, that's an obvious way of, of attacking the opposition. Resource that breakdown. Don't get turned over. Do better than you did against South Africa or incredibly difficult at the breakdown. Well, then they can cause Ireland problems and it's hard for Ireland to get set and get their defensive line. So um, it counts for nothing for me anyway, um, Stuart, and I'm sure Johnny Sexton, the Ireland will be the same. They, you know, they're not looking at Scotland giving this a lash. They're looking at a very good side who are very dangerous, who beat, you know, England and Twickenham. They demolished Wales in the Six Nations. Um, okay, this game in Murrayfield at Ireland won 22-7. It was probably one of the craziest games you'll ever see because it, did, it probably wasn't a true reflection. And it's like getting a player sent off in a match. Ireland galvanised themselves with all the chaos that went on and then pounced and took their two opportunities in that second half. But, um, yeah, but aside from talking Scotland up and actually genuinely believing uh, the fact that the evidence is there, that they're a very good, dangerous side, I, I have a lot of confidence in this Irish side as well. And I really believe that they're a very composed side. Um, I think they'll be very disappointed with some of their attack and some of their obvious, the obvious line-out deficiencies against South Africa. And I think and uh, would expect them to be better as well. So for Scotland to have a chance and, and go and beat Ireland, they've got to bring, I believe they'll have to bring a really good, excellent performance. It's not going to be a 7 out of 10 performance. It's not going to beat this Ireland side. Rory, from a Scottish perspective, you know, Ireland are 16 wins in a row. It's unbelievable. But like, apart from everything they do, like what, what impresses you the most about them? And also if there is a small area of weakness, if you can see any, what would that be? And how does Scotland attack them in the best way possible and make inroads? No, see, I think, I think coming to the, into this tournament, the, the, the big buzzword around Ireland was cohesion. I think, you know, I do, I do a lot of work with, with businesses and leadership and so on now. And, you you realize that you could have a really strong leadership team, but if you're if you're other people within that team, if you're if the people who are who are fueling and turning the wheels of the machine don't get their bit right, then the leaders can't actually can't be a, a massive success. And it's the same in sports. But what what you realize, you know, looking objectively, if if I, if I take the drone view of Ireland, okay. And actually, it's probably a good metaphor because you could fly a drone over Ireland playing a match or in training sessions, and there would just be cohesion. Everybody, everybody knows the role. Everybody understands what's expected of them. You've got some world-class operators in that squad and some high-class international players in that squad. You've got a coach who has sold the mission and the vision of what he wants from his team. And when you unite all of those things, plus the fact you've got essentially a coach on field in the shape of Johnny Sexton, who knows every individual around him's role to be able to conduct the orchestra. And when you pull together all of those different component parts and have a game plan that's suited to the players that they have, um, have the, the winning no mindset and the winning know-how, because let's not forget there's being able to understand what it takes to win games that are on a knife edge with five, 10 minutes to go is something that you typically only really develop with learned practice. And Ireland have shown that they can do that. So they're, they're a well-oiled machine. I think the reality is, is that uh, unlike probably previous World Cups, whereby they've had 
talismanic players in their side. They've they've handled Johnny Sexton being absent for for a stint. You can drop other people in. They all understand their roles and they've got the depth to be able to cope. So there's a lot to like about Ireland now. Where where can they be exposed? Um, you know, it's it's a very short list. It's a post-it note probably, but if 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 Scotland can find, it's like anything in, in rugby's a game of rugby's a game of momentum and pressure. So if they can find moments whereby they can they can build momentum by looking after the ball, getting some gain line from first and second phase, which is achievable against any side. You know, when you when you are in control of the ball in the scrum and the ball at the line out, you've got the opportunity to generate momentum. And with momentum, if you get first phase or second phase momentum, it's really difficult to then just suddenly plug the dam. So I think Scotland have got to get their set piece strike moves right. I think we've spoken about it already with Finn, but the midfield, whether it's, you know, Redpath Harris or Tupelotu Jones, you know, really interesting to see what happens there. But often it is 9-12, Finn out the back, short angle runners, you know, Johnny Sexton is a brave defender. He's not the best defender. They've Scotland have shown they've been able to get the edge on Ring Rose's shoulder to be able to put the wing under under stress. Any winger will tell you that it's incredibly difficult to defend when when you've got a fullback and a winger outside that 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 thirteen channel. Um, so Scotland have got got to make those moments count, and I think they've got the they've got the. The, the ingredients, they've got the quality within their side. And we've spoken about the likes of Darcy or Stain or Duhan um, in amongst some other, you know, standout players. If, if Scot Scotland can score and they can score fast and build a score fast and scoreboard pressure is, is a key factor in to any team when it comes to building that pressure, if they can get the scoreboard moving Score once, score twice before I and, and not give away cheap points. That's where you really start asking questions of Ireland. And you know, Ireland have done it 16 consecutive games. There's there's no reason they couldn't do it at 17th. But there have only been a few of those teams who have properly stressed Ireland on the scoreboard, uh, such as Ireland's effectiveness at capitalising on opportunities um, in the final third. And I think a lot will be said. First penalty within kicking range at goal for Ireland. Do they go for the corner the way that they did against South Africa and the way that they've done the past few games against Scotland? Or do they take the points? Because I think it's, it's straightforward. They'll go, they want five, seven. They want to create 14 points. And if they get the momentum, they are a runaway juggernaut. Quinny, just picking up on that. Jeez, Rory's bigging them up, all right. But will Ali Farrell be taking this as like a last 16? You know, four games to a final, or what do you think you'll be saying? I think just get to the quarter final. That's what he'd be. And I, and I don't think it's coach speak if he's asked that question that he would say, oh no, we're just taking one game at a time. I just think he wants to try and get get to that position of, of being in the knockout stages and um, dealing with that next week. Um, one of these teams is going home after the weekend. So that's 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 the reality of of um of what's gonna happen. So I think he'll uh it'll be reflected in his selection and I think he's gonna go as strongest team possible. You know, some people are talking about uh oh god, you know, do you you know if you want to win the World Cup, you could have a quarter final, semi-final, final each all these consecutive weeks and 
you don't play your best team against Scotland and you'll be on the ferry on uh, Sunday morning or Monday. Get, your gear will be going home on the ferry. The boys will be flying home. And that's the reality. Um, so you've got to pick your best team. And I think they'll just be looking no further than this week. Um, all coaches say that. Um, I think, you know, you, you just cannot take your eye off the ball here. This is a really tricky, dangerous situation for Ireland. And you know what? If Scotland were to win this, I guarantee you it won't be down to Ireland uh, underestimating them. I, I guarantee it. There is no way that Ireland are in any way going to estimate, underestimate this Scottish side. The side of the draw is incredibly difficult for the top five teams in the world. And it's, you know, if Scotland or Ireland are on the other side of the draw, they're, they're, you'd be really fancying them to be in a semi-final. But it is what it is. One of them is going to be finished tomorrow. Or maybe the two of them will go in. Maybe there is a conspiracy uh, all arranged and uh, South Africa will be going home. I, I, <laughs> I don't think so. I think anyone that's... Anyone that, Anyone that asked that question during the week, uh, if it's not in jest and if they were serious about it, should should uh, not be allowed into a press conference again. But I think people were joking about it. Um, but it's about taking your opportunities. Ireland, similar to Scotland, they get a couple of chances on Saturday. They've got to take their opportunities. And um, it's an intriguing match and one that um, there's great excitement about. There's great uh, anticipation about. And... Um, one that we're all looking forward to. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a challenging game for Ireland. Um, they're on a great run, but you know I think they'll be very mindful of of the threat that that comes from Scotland. Uh, you know, do I fancy Ireland to win? Absolutely. I think they. You know, you've got to be brave and you've got to be, you've got to be uh, confident in what we've seen. They've continuously, and I mean this going right back to New Zealand last year. They've continuously impressed me with their resilience, their quality of play, their cohesiveness. Um, a lot of coaches now, you know, are, are actually saying stuff that they mean about this Irish side. They, they've, they've got a lot of respect from, from everyone across the world. And, uh, but it counts for nothing. You know, one-off game in rugby, knockout rugby, it could all change. But I'd be confident that um, this Ireland team can progress. Rory, while we have you on uh, for the last couple of minutes here, overall, World Cup is a spectacle. Obviously, you want Scotland to pull a rabbit out of the hat this weekend, but what have you enjoyed about the World Cup in France? And I suppose as well, like who, who is going to go on and win it? Uh, I, I was out there in Marseille for the opening weekend and there's, there's just nothing like a World Cup buzz. You know, with being, being in Marseille when the English and Argentinian fans were in town for the game on the Saturday, Scotland and South African fans were in uh, in town for the game on the on the Sunday. There were little sprinklings of Chilean fans and Uruguayan fans, and there's just nothing like it. It is these global events are for anybody who's not been to them. You know, try and book a ticket, pack a bag. You don't even have to be at the games. Just go and soak up the atmosphere because it's. It is absolutely amazing. Now, on field, I think the you know the the opening match of the Rugby World Cup was was a great way to start, and then from there, I just think we, you know, there's been there's been different stories, different narratives. I think being able to see Chile and Uruguay and you know Portugal doing bits and bobs, and and on being able to get the opportunity on the 
on the the very top end, top stage that that our game offers has been has been fabulous, and and the breakthrough for of some individuals within there as well. Now, I think we've only just got got going. In fact, you know this for for yeah, there's been the kind of Welsh, Fijian, Australian dynamic that has that there's been an element of jeopardy, but it's probably only now that you know we're going to see good teams facing down the barrel of a of a one-way ticket home and i think obviously the the way that the draws worked out you know there's no doubt it's weighted on one side more favorably than the other but i still i had a I had a look at the the odds on who's going to win the the rugby world cup and the top four sides are all coming from scotland and ireland's side of the group Right, so so the bookies have Scotland, uh, uh, sorry, have Ireland and South Africa as joint favourites, followed by France, followed by New Zealand, and then you're then then you get into you know England, Fiji, Scotland at a hundred to one, right? So it, it it does it does show the you know the 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 challenge that's on for any team to win. Now, if it is someone from this side of the pool, you're going to have to win a heck of a lot of good big. Um, Jeopardy rugby matches to win the Rugby World Cup. I think, I think the winner will probably come from our, I, I, either of Ireland, I got there in the end, or South Africa, albeit, you know, that fret that whoever, whichever one of them it is that plays France in the quarterfinal, that I think is a is a is a major thing. And you know, I, I know the All Blacks. Lots of people wrote the All Blacks off. They showed that. They've they've still got a bit amongst them. They can they can rack up some points pretty quickly against any opponent. But if if I was you know pinned to the wall, I would say possibly just because of the power game that they have, the experience they have of doing it, South Africa might retain. Mm. Quinny, what do you make of that? And also, lastly, your predictions for uh, Ireland Scotland. You know. What does Scotland need? So many permutations. Opponents point win, deny Ireland by seven. But what do you what do you think is actually going to happen? Um, well, I don't have a crystal ball to look into and, and get the answer. I don't know. I'm always a little bit nervous, um, and it's still the player in me. I say that a lot. Um, I get nervous about these games. I very much um, believe that um, this is a brilliant Irish side. It's probably one of the best Irish sides we've ever had. The most balanced. Um, so I think they've done remarkably well. I think I fancy him to win the game against Scotland. I think it's going to be very close, very dangerous, but I am, there's another part of me then that's quite nervous about, um, what Scotland can do and they'll certainly fancy their chances. And if they take opportunities, whichever side does, um, you get a bit of momentum in the game. Um, I wouldn't like to be chasing the game. I put it that way in this, in a, in a tight, high, highly pressurized game here. Uh, Nick Berry is a pretty dark help. day for uh, Ireland Duan if Scotland did score yeah, well, four no, tries and win 35-15 or 35-20, wouldn't it? We had enough dark days from Scotland in the 80s and 90s, I can assure you. Um, you know, we've had the, the lion's share of victories in recent times. Yeah, of course. Look, Ireland have got to, you can't hide away from the fact if they're up there at the, as one of the best teams in the world, yes, um, uh, they should win the game. And I believe they will win the game, but I'm nervous about Scotland and I think one-off rugby games are dangerous. You know, if I was in the Scotland camp, I'd be chomping at the bit to get out there. I think Ireland have got to deal with that real emotional fury that Scotland will bring. 
And if they can, then, well, it's game on. And if it ends up being game on, I think Ireland's intelligence and rugby ability and probably um, balance will 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 tip it in their favour. But if they start losing lineouts again and their attack is not functioning and Scotland, get, you know, do something uh, around their attack, which they're capable of, well, it could be very tricky. But anyway, I could keep going around in circles here. I'm very conscious of Scotland. Um, not to underestimate them anyway, um, but I think Ireland will win the game by seven or eight points. Well, that's been an absolute pleasure. Rory, great to have you on and we wish you luck, but not too much luck for Saturday. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. As, as Quinny says, we're, I think we're in for an absolute cracker. Um, I'd just love it to to be in in the balance with, with 10 minutes to go. I think that would be well, well set and it'd be interesting to see what happens. I mean, Quinny is always a nervous man. I've, I've, I, I sometimes thrive on his nervousness and certainly no time more like now when it comes to uh, this game on, on Saturday night. So I hope that his nerves are peaking at some time around, what, 9.45 UK time on, on Saturday night? My nerves won't make any difference. Uh, Andy Farrell will be laughing and joking before the game, probably high-fiving with Gregor. So yeah. my nerves won't have any effect on either team. But anyway, let's see. Uh, uh, I'm more nervous about his Wi-Fi and Tipperary, Roy. That's, exactly. Thanks for joining us. And uh, don't forget to tune in the big one, 7 o'clock on Virgin Media 1 from the Stade de France, Ireland against Scotland. Thanks, lads. Cheers, lads. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.